I'm going to be reading from Ephesians chapter number 5 this morning. Ephesians chapter number 5, and I'm going to start at verse number 15. I want to give you a second to turn there. Ephesians chapter 5, beginning in verse number 15 down through verse 21. When you arrive there, you can say amen. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fool, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine in which is dissipation or debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Let's bow your heads and pray with me. Holy Spirit, this is the moment, God, that we have waited for. You're the power, you're the glory. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, that you have the capacity to change us and empower us to do things that are far and beyond what we could have ever imagined. Jesus, I pray that as I preach this morning, that you would take this broken vessel, take these lips of clay, and empower me, God. Empower me. Fill me. Baptize me in a fresh way that the words that I speak today will bring life, will bring hope. And that everyone listening today, Lord, will not be the same, but be transformed through the incredible message of the gospel. We ask these things in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to do a bit of a recap. Last week, we had begun our series, Holy Decision. Uh, this is a series mainly about the Holy Spirit. And we talked last week about the fact, just by way of recap for some of those who were not here, that many people, even Christians, know little about the importance of the Holy Spirit. And so we took a ride and we began to unveil who is the Holy Spirit, is what we focused on last week. In that message, we talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit is not just some, he's not some wind, some force out there, but we established the fact that the Holy Spirit is a person and that the Holy Spirit abides in all of us to empower us and to help us to live a life that is pleasing to God. One of the things we learned last week is that Jesus really didn't leave us. Although he left us, he really didn't leave us because he comes down to live on the inside of you. And there is power down on the inside of everyone who have Jesus living on the inside, who believe. So he dwells in every believer. The Bible says, as we said last week, that if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. 
So we talked about the fact that when the Spirit of Christ is in you, he is there to enable you, to help you, and that what we must do is tap into the reality of his presence. So we begin to unveil. For a lot of people, they know little about the Holy Spirit. And so I pray this morning, I really pray, and you're all going to have to help me because I got a lot of work to do this morning. But I want you to be, uh, your ears to be open. I want you to receive what God wants to say. And just in case there's a couple of barriers that need to be broke down, how many know that that's not always a bad thing? Amen. Uh, you know, we're going to break down some things today. We want God to move. I want the Holy Spirit be, to be as real to you as the person that's sitting there right beside you. I believe that, that the Holy, you can be so close to the Holy Spirit that you can feel his presence and you can feel his power. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have ever felt the presence of the Lord? You know, it, 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 it brings joy. It, it brings peace. It brings satisfaction. It, it's something that stirs you, and you know what it is because it's beyond you. So we understand that we talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is a helper, the Bible says in the Gospel of John. A helper meaning that he is the parakletos. That means he comes to, to help us. Everybody say, he's there to help us. Now, many believers struggle in their walk with God. And I want to surmise to you why they struggle. Many believers struggle in their walk with God because they try real hard to be a good Christian. How many of you know what I'm talking about? How many have ever tried, oh, oh, God, I'm going to do better today. Oh, God, I'm going to read my Bible today. Oh, God, I'm going to pray. You didn't pray. Oh, God, I'm going to be nicer today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try real hard. And you, you couldn't do it. Oh, God, I'm going to stop getting drunk. I'm going to stop drinking and smoking. And you, tried, and you just couldn't do it. Oh, God, I'm going to be nicer today, even though, God, all this stuff is coming against me. God, today, uh, you walk out of that door and you say to yourself, okay, God, um, th this is going to be a good day. I'm going to try harder. How many of you have ever just tried, 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 and tried, and you fail? See, Christianity has never, let me, let me put it this way. When you compare Christianity to, to the other so-called religions, what you would discover is most religions, they always have this criteria, and that is that you got to do your best to work. And you got to work to show that you are right with God. You got to work your tail off. The unique thing with Christianity is that it's never, it's never meant to be a life of try harder or work harder. It has always been a life of power. <laughs> Which means that Unlike any other faith, the Holy Spirit, Jesus himself, comes to indwell you, watch this, and live on the inside of you. And, what, and guess where the power comes from? The power comes from him living down on the inside of you, empowering you to do what you cannot do in your own strength. So if you've been walking, you've been a Christian for five, and, you, and you've never, ever really prayed, you know, let me, let me, let me say this. I, I, I never, ever pray. When I was a, a, a young novice, a uh, young believer, I used to, Lord, you know, you know Lord, I'm going to do better. I, I don't pray that. I, I don't pray that. I, I pray, Holy Spirit of the living God, I need you to help me today because the forces that I'm dealing with today, God, they are bigger. They are greater than me. 
God, 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 the forces, Lord, and, and I'm constantly relying on the Holy Spirit, constantly. And some folk never, ever tap into that. They never talk to the Holy Spirit. As he said last week, the Holy Spirit is God. God the Father, God the Son, God the what? Holy Spirit. And too many of God's people, they never tap into what's on the inside. And so we live defeated lives, never able to soar. How many know that Jesus wants us to soar? If we tap into the power, you, you know, how, how many, how many, let me, let me see. how many of you have, you've been a Christian for a, a while, a, a minute, and, and you realize that, that before you got saved, you thought to yourself, ain't no way that I can be that or do that. And now all of a sudden, you are being that and you are doing that. Because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you, change your desires. He changes your passions. I've had moments when the, when the Holy Spirit, when I said, ain't no way, and the Holy Spirit came inside of me, he empowered me, and he moved me, and all of a sudden, the things that I used to find pleasure in, I don't like them. Nothing satisfies me but him. Some of you are still struggling with that. Some of you have been duped, hoodwink. Thinking that somehow, some way, that the things of this world will satisfy you. Jesus said, he who believes in me, out of his belly will flow rivers of living waters. We got to tap into that which belongs to us. See, I'm here today to get back what the devil has stolen. Is anybody hearing me today? We're going to take back. No longer are we going to just try to be good Christians. No, we're going to walk in the power. The power is already, how many know Jesus, he's already there. The early church, they constantly lived and depended on the Holy Spirit. Everything they did. Told Paul where to preach. When Paul, when Paul was preaching, the Spirit told Paul where to preach. So Paul, you can't go here. You can't go there. The Spirit of the Lord told them when they were trying to figure out who to set apart for the work of ministry, the Holy Spirit said, set apart Barnabas and Paul for the work. There was a doctrinal issue that happened in, action, in the book of Acts where there was the, uh, 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 somewhat of, of uh, um, some dissension or some disagreements within the body, and the Holy Spirit spoke and said, look, look, we need to appoint seven men full of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was always, if you don't believe me, read the book of Acts. The Holy Spirit was always talking to the church. The church knew that in order for them to function, the Holy Spirit wasn't an option. I mean, are you hearing me say amen? It's not an option for you. If you're going to live the life that God wants you to live, you cannot and you will never be able to do it in your own power. Never. God never intended for that to happen. Never. Talking about the fullness of the Holy Spirit today is what we're going to be talking about. How to be filled. To be filled. Look at the name and say, be filled. With the Holy Spirit. And Jesus began his ministry in Luke chapter 4, in Luke's gospel. The Bible says that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says that he was led into the wilderness to fight the devil. Y'all hear that? Amen. Jesus went to fight the devil, but before he went to fight the devil, he was full of the what? Luke 4, 1. Full! And the Bible said that after he whipped the devil, I mean, he whipped the devil, 
And he's still whooping the devil today. The devil already knows he's defeated. The clock is ticking, baby. It's almost over. He knows it. He came back in Luke chapter 4, 14. Now, you got to write these verses down because I'm moving. In Luke 4, 14, the Bible says that when Jesus whipped the devil's butt, he came back and walked into Galilee in the power of the Holy Spirit. And when Jesus began his ministry, think about it. Jesus began his, he began his ministry under the power of the Holy Ghost. And if Jesus needed power, what does that say about you and me? Oh, are y'all still working with me? See, being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean I have more of the Spirit. Mm-mm-mm. It means that the Spirit has more of me. Did y'all get that? Some of y'all look at me like you're uncertain. How much power are you willing to give up? You see, in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you got to be willing to give up some stuff. Uh, and and how, many, how, many you, how, many you, how many of you in here like to give up control? How, I'm just by show. Can I get one? How many of you love? I, I, just love, I just love to give up control. I don't like to control nothing. It, it, it's like that. Where are you at? Oh, my goodness. Not one hand. Oh, no, because we like to be in control. Sister Janet said it right. The flesh. I'm in control. You remember that song? <laughs> because something about the flesh want to be what? In control. And when the Holy Spirit comes, if you want the Spirit's power, you got to do that which is against your nature. You got to be willing to give up control. Oh, and, and here's where we, a lot of people get off the bus. This is where you, a lot of folk pull the little handle, ding, ding, ding. Like in New York City, the subway, ding, ding, might stop timing to get off. I don't want to give up control. Because if I give up control, I might get weird. Some funny stuff may happen to me, like what happened to them in the book of Acts. Oh, I might start talking in tongues, and I'm afraid to do that. Oh, I might pray, and somebody might get healed, or somebody may get raised from the dead, or I may get a word. Or not. I, I'm afraid. I mean, that's some weird stuff. I'm scared. I told you, we're going to break down some walls today, but it's going to be biblical. We preach the word at Foundation. That's what I like about this church. Now, there's some confusion in the body of Christ. And there's some confusion. Let's talk about this issue of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is some confusion. And I think there is some validity to some degree on both sides of the aisle. There are some who believe that in order to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, that you must, everybody say must, speak in tongues. Oh, yeah, you know, you know, how many of you been in those, come up in all those circles? You believe that. I mean, you know, I'm just saying, you come up, well, well, you know what? In order of you, if you're really going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you got to stand up here and you got to speak with tongue. And a lot of churches, they won't let you go. They'll hold you hostage. You better speak in tongues. Because if you don't speak in tongues, you ain't really got the Spirit. The problem is, when you read the Bible, everybody say, read the Bible. <laughs> there were times when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, or baptized in the Holy Spirit, however you want to say it, and they didn't speak with tongues, but they preached the word of God with boldness. 
There were times when they just need revelation and understanding, and the Spirit of God came on them in such a way that they were empowered beyond themselves. So watch this. So you could be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, and you could be not filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. You hear what I'm saying? And so many, as I just said before, there were many times when the Holy Spirit, people were filled with the Holy Spirit, they did different things. As I said before, Jesus, right, overcame the devil. He fought the devil in Luke 4.1. He was in the he was in the desert. Before he went in the desert, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit. The disciples preached with boldness. In Acts 3, wisdom and judgment. In Acts 7, 55, Stephen received a vision from heaven. How many of you want to see a vision from heaven? Some of you right now, I don't want to see no vision. God don't, God don't show me no vision. God ain't doing You're crazy. I just been, listen, can I, can I be honest? Listen, did God ever show anybody a vision? So who told you God ain't showing visions no more? I mean, probably unlikely that Jesus is going to show up at your bed. Probably unlikely. But there's a possibility. <laughs> all things are possible. I've just learned in all of my years of walking in faith, I am not going to put a cap on what the Lord can do. I'm not, I, I, know, I know people, and I've seen the best of them try to reason some things. They give reason why this don't happen no more. And, and you know what the reality of it is? That we serve the same God today, yesterday, and forever. I said last week that he's a miracle working God. So I believe that the scripture teaches both. Let me get back to my text. So I believe that the scripture teaches both. Listen, to be filled with the spirit, and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, listen to me, listen to me, are interchangeable. Interchangeable. To be filled with the Holy Spirit and to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, you can have a different experience. And we're going to talk about Pentecost here in a second. How many know that was power when the Holy Spirit fell? Oh, gosh, it was amazing. But I believe there are words that are interchangeable. So what happened is we have developed in our church two classes of Christians. Those who are spirit-filled and those who are not. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, we got this class of believers, and we got this, then the folks on this side. Say, oh, oh, the folks that just love the word. Oh, 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 you don't know the word. You're just full of the spirit, but you don't know the word. They got the people who are full of the spirit, and they just said, well, you don't got the spirit. I wonder what is Jesus in heaven saying right now when he sees that great divide. How many know when Jesus sees us, he don't see us as spirit-filled and as fundamentalists? He don't see us as Baptist Pentecostals. He don't see us as Lutherans. He sees us as those who are believers in Christ, all who are one in Christ, period. These classes, these, these um, categories, this is what we do, and it stimulates pride. It stimulates a kind of arrogance, and it leads us away from the possibility of what God can do. Now, I said a moment ago, because I know I rock some of your world, that being filled with the Spirit and being baptized in the Holy Spirit to me is one and the same. As I study the Scripture, let me tell you, and I digged in the Scriptures deep. Oh, I dug deep. My wife would tell you, I was in the Scripture yesterday from 3 to 12 o'clock midnight in the Word of the Lord. Love it. My wife was mad at me, but uh, 
I, I, I love this thing. You follow me. Now, now, why do I say this? So what is meant by this term? So uh, go ahead. So, so first of all, we, heard, we first hear the term baptized with the Holy Spirit. We first hear that in all of the Gospels, okay? And Matthew, just write this down. Matthew 3.11, Mark 1.8, Luke 3.16, and John 1.33. That's where you first hear that term baptized with the Holy Spirit. We also find the term elsewhere in a couple of places in the New Testament. Luke refers to it in the book of Acts, Acts 1-5 and Acts 11-16. But Paul speaks of the same term, uh, baptized in the spirit or in the body, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Go ahead, if you will, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 13. When you get there, say amen. I want you to put your eyes on that verse. Y'all cheating again. You got it up on the screen. So much for technical difficulty this morning. Now watch this. Are you ready? Are you there? Say amen. For as, with, for as the body is one and has many members, watch this now, but all the members of that body, one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one spirit, everybody say spirit, we were all baptized into one body. All right? Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, all have been made to drink into one spirit. Now, I want you to focus on that verse because the way that the Apostle Paul uh, uh, says it is different than what Luke means when he explains it in the book of Acts. For those who don't know, when you hear me say Luke, the book of Acts, Luke wrote the book of Acts, just so you would know. So what Paul means is that this is identical, when Paul says it, to new birth or regenerations, which happens to everyone who believes in Christ. Everyone who believes in Christ as Savior, you are baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ. Make sense? Do you understand that? In this text, as the way Paul explains it, Spirit baptism to Paul is the act in which the Spirit makes us members of the body of Christ. You hear me? You got that? Say amen. Now, I want you for a moment to turn to Acts chapter 1. Go to Acts chapter 1. This all makes sense to you in the by and by. I have to build this. Acts chapter 1. Get to Acts chapter 1. I want you to look at verses 4 and 5. When you get there, say amen. But y'all are on it today. Like, why don't y'all some bad jokers? I love this. Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5. And being assembled together with them, he, meaning Jesus, commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, watch this, but to wait. Everybody say wait. For the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. Now, let me, let's, let's understand this context here. So, we understand that the disciples had been with Jesus some three years, right? Uh, they believed in Jesus. They received Jesus. Uh, they did some miracles. You know, Jesus even said, Peter said, Jesus said concerning Peter, upon this rock, Peter. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. So we all know that the disciples were saved. Were, the disciples weren't saved at Pentecost. They were saved all during the time they were with Jesus all those three years. They were already saved. They had identified themselves with him. 
they believe, they receive. Amen? Jesus says, you want to go to heaven, you want to believe in me, you will have what? Eternal life. But then in John 20, verse 22, Jesus even said this. You can write this verse down. He, blew, he, he breathed on the disciples and he said, receive. Everybody say receive. Receive the Holy Spirit. So you would think at that moment, right, when Jesus said that in John's gospel, 2022, that the disciples now is ready to move. When you think you're ready to go? When you think you would be ready to go now? Jesus died. I mean, I've been with him. Jesus, you taught me. I am ready. But he says in the book of Acts, no, you need to sit down and wait. What am I waiting for? I got knowledge and information. How many of you like to wait? No. <laughs> We live in a generation that don't like to wait. You hear me this morning. And so he said to them, watch this. He said, he says, watch this. And in Acts chapter 1, verses 4 and 5, I want you to understand Luke, as he described what Jesus said, he describes it in, in verse number 5. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So we estimate about a few days later, about 10 days or so, that this promise in the book of Acts happened at Pentecost, which is in Acts chapter 2. Are you still with me? Everybody know what happened in Acts chapter 2. I want you to turn to Acts chapter 2. All right? Look at Acts chapter 2. So now I want you to focus on the term. I want you to underline in your Bible in Acts chapter 1, verse number 5, where it says, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. All right? I want you to underline that verse because we're going to come back to it. That's very important. Now, in, in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 1, the promise that Jesus made, it comes to pass. Look what it says. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, everybody say fully come. They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Oh, good God. Could you imagine that? Everybody say, power! <laughs> but watch what he says. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. Watch this. Now watch this. And one set upon each one of them. Now look at verse number four. I want you to underline this. And they were all filled with the what? But what did Jesus say in Acts chapter 1? The way, and they will be what? Baptized. I want y'all to think this morning. He said, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. But when Luke explains it in Acts chapter 2, that same, the fulfillment of that same passage, he doesn't use the terminology baptized with the Holy Spirit. He said they were filled. Everybody say filled. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, baptism with the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, same thing. What does it mean? Greater power. Greater power. You see, you see, it's one thing to be saved and have a knowledge of God, but it's a whole other level to be filled with the Holy Spirit because how many know uh, uh, there's, a, there's a broader context here that we're speaking of. The Bible says concerning Jesus in John chapter 3 that the Spirit of God was given to Jesus without measure. <laughs> I mean, no, that there's a measure of the Spirit. And when Jesus said, now, Jesus said, now, look, the work that I'm calling you to do, the lifestyle that I want you to lead, 
the way that I want you to carry out what I want you to do, you need to be empowered. You need to receive a greater dimension of my power. A greater, everybody say greater, a greater dimension of his power. Now understand something. How many know that they ain't two, that they're not two uh, separate spirits, Holy Spirits? How many know that they're not two Holy Spirits? Am I right about it? Am I right about it? All right, so, so watch this now. Watch this, because some of you, you still, you still look like you're, you're tracking with me. Some of y'all going to go back and listen to the tape all over again. That's why you got to write these verses now. All right, now listen. So we, un- we understand that uh, it, it says that the manifestation of the Spirit. Now, look, this is 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Write this verse down. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to all for the profit of all. Now, I want you to, I want to hold that thought right there. So there are not two different spirits. In other words, there's not one spirit that saves you when you first get saved. And then there's another spirit that comes and baptizes you into the Holy Spirit. Make sense? One faith, one spirit, one baptism. Are you hearing me? So what was this experience that the disciples had? For he said, clearly, there was a whole other dimension. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because Jesus said, you can't go nowhere. Don't do nothing until you get empowered. Because you're going to get baptized with the Holy Spirit. See, it was the manifestation of the Spirit. You see, when the apostles, see, when you get full of something, when you get full of the Holy Spirit, how many know you have more of it? You see what I'm saying? See, the, see when you're not full, you have a measure of it. And, and I believe that a lot of Christians, hear me, and I'm not knocking nobody, that too many of us just have a little bit. We don't have much. But Jesus want to fill us. Everybody say fill us. He want to fill us up to the point that we're overflowing with power. Power to overcome sin. Power to overcome the devil. Power to cast out demons. Power to raise the dead. There is power. Power, a greater dimension of power. So for me, being filled with the Spirit or baptized in the Spirit is one and the same thing. It means power, a greater dimension of power. And we cannot live the life God wants us to live without that. How many of you have prayed for that power? There's a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of the Christian church, they, they, they don't know anything. They don't know anything about this. They, all they know is I'm saved. And how many know that, that being saved and having awareness of the Holy Spirit, how many know that if I got a million dollars in the bank my uncle left for me and, 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 uh, and I never knew about it, it ain't doing me no good. Well, I want you to know on my deathbed, well, Brother Bailey, I want you to know that, that while you were living, you dying now, but they had over a couple million dollars for you that was waiting for you. I might have to come up off my deathbed and, you know. But how I many know it does me no good if I don't activate it or know about it? See, it does people no good when they don't understand what is available to you when you get baptized or you get filled with the Holy Spirit. So we are here to make you aware that there is a power that goes way beyond your present circumstance. How is he, let me give you a couple examples. Some of these are cited, but I just want to give you an example of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Watch this. Acts 2.4, write it down. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That's one way. 
Acts 4.31. Now look at Acts 4.31. I want you to understand something. The apostles were already filled with the Holy Spirit or baptized in the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. But then look what happened in Acts chapter 4.31. They get filled again. Everybody say again. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together were what? Shaken. Good God. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Acts 9, 17. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, this is when Paul was transformed. The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled. Everybody say filled. Filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Acts chapter 13, verses 9 through 11. And then Saul also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say filled. Look intently at him and say, oh, full of all deceit and all fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease perverting the straight ways of the Lord? And now indeed the hand of the Lord is upon you and you shall be blind. How many know that the Holy Spirit revealed to Paul that this man was under demonic pressure? The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit revealed to Paul when Paul first got saved. It was Paul being filled with the Holy Spirit that, that he got his sight back. In other words, every time somebody got filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit, guess what happened? Something happened. <laughs> I want to ask you a question. How many of you believe you feel with the Holy Spirit or been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Can I ask you a question? What is changing your life? What power? Come on. What? What? I mean, really, because every time they got filled, every time they got whatever, something was happening. How do you know? Something happened. The que uh, my question to you is, what's happening with you? <laughs> now, it brings us to our main text in Acts, I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 5. Oh, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15 through 21. Did anybody get off the bus yet? Uh, okay, good. Uh, if you did, I, I want to give you a chance to come back. The bus just came back. You can get back on now. How do you know his mercy right here? <laughs> Jesus is mercy. Now, Paul, how many know, now, Paul here, now, well, Paul, I believe that Paul and, Paul and Luke, if they were together, Luke and Paul would be in agreement. Luke would say baptism in the Holy Spirit, who wrote the book of Acts. Paul would say be filled with the Holy Spirit. One and the same. Being filled, being baptized, it all has the same. It all has to do with power. So Paul says here, watch this, in Acts chapter, I'm sorry, in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 21. See then, <clears throat> look at this verse. That you walk circumspectly, not as fools. How many know that when you're full of the Holy Spirit, you ain't no fool? Redeeming the time. All right? So when you're full of the Spirit, you know what? You, you, you redeem the time. In other words, you ain't wasting no time. How many know that we need to be careful about wasting time? Now watch this. Stay with me. Redeeming time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise. Here we go. But understand. How many know that the Spirit of God comes to bring revelation? When we're walking, the, uh, you know, listen to me. How many of you got some stuff right now you're not, you're not sure about, you don't understand? Come on, raise your hand. Tap into the Spirit. Just pray. Just say, Holy Spirit, reveal it to me. How many of you have ever done that? Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, reveal that to me. Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, I, I don't understand this situation. Holy Spirit, will you please help me? Holy Spirit, I'm not sure. 
Holy Spirit, I'm not sure he's the right one. He says it. I'm not sure. Holy Spirit, I'm not sure if I should marry her. You, you follow what I'm saying? How many know he's the spirit of wisdom? Now watch this. He says, now here it is. Don't be, watch this, verse 18. And do not be drunk with wine. In other words, don't turn to alcohol for your happiness. Drunkenness ain't going to make you happy. Not really. Listen, he says, don't be drunk with wine. Anything that of value alcohol can bring, the Spirit can bring you so much more. Are you hearing me? So Jesus said, don't be drunk with wine. Don't let, he said, look, because the days are evil, don't you be drunk? No, I don't want you. Don't be influenced. Which brings me to another point. What are you influenced by? Mmm, food for thought. Don't be drunk with wine, and which is dissipation or debauchery, which means wild living. How many know what I'm talking about? Oh, y'all acting like y'all are holy. Who in here ever drank and got drunk? Set <laughs> of free Jesus, in the name of Jesus. He's already set free. Amen. Walking in the power of the Spirit. <laughs> My brother was whining. Ow. 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 <laughs> Don't be drunk with wine. But watch this. Here's the command. Be filled. Watch this. With the Holy Spirit. Now watch this, church. Being filled with the Holy Spirit ain't automatic. How many of you are filled with the Holy Spirit all the time? I'm just asking a question. How many of you are always filled with the Holy Spirit? How many of you are always walking in the Holy Spirit? Got silent once again. Silence. Paul said, be filled, which means it's not automatic. Because if it was automatic, he wouldn't have to tell me, be filled. Make sense? He says here, be filled with another. Paul saying that, that there's something that we got to do to position ourselves so that we walk in this fullness. So it's one thing to be filled, to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and to be empowered for a particular work, but it's a whole other thing to walk in it on a regular basis. Since we live in the Spirit, we must also do what? Walk in the Spirit. See, Jesus, how many know that you're much more effective when you're walking in the power of the Holy Spirit? Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Boy, you can, you can do some damage. <laughs> well, you know, when you're walking in the power of the Holy Ghost, Paul says, be filled every day. God, fill me. Every day I get up, I say, Lord, fill me. God, ignite me. Empower me. God, give me everything that I need. Being filled with the Spirit is basically positioning yourself so that God can move through you at any time and at any moment. Yeah. In the grocery store. Listen, listen. You can preach the gospel to somebody who's on the toilet and they'll get saved. There's no limit to what the Spirit of God can do if you're open. But see, you got to be filled. 
You got, you got to walk in this thing every day. I walk in. Pastor, you got to walk in it. Well, what are the fruits of the Spirit? How do I know, Pastor? How do I know if, if not only did I get baptized in the Spirit and I've been filled with the Holy Spirit because I've had this experience. I had a wonderful thing happen to me. I mean, I, when, they, when they told me to come up, up front, I, I, I got saved. I spoke in tongues. Oh, Lord, I, I got prophetic. Or I became bold. I felt his presence. I felt his power. Something in my life just changed. It was absolutely amazing. But then I after that, Paul wants to bring us to the point of we need to stay right there. Stay in that place where God can supernaturally use you at any moment, at any time. How do I know? Galatians 5.22. Look at this. Everybody say the fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit. Watch this. Are y'all ready for this? Oh, you ready? Say Amen. I'm going to say some stuff right now. You need to check yourself. Look at your neighbor and say, check yourself. <laughs> Here we go. But, <laughs> but, but the fruit of the Spirit is, watch this, love. Boy, see, because now, see, if I want to walk in, a, in power, I got to walk in love. If, if, if I want the Spirit to be given to me to some degree with, with, with the limited power, how many know I got to walk in love? I can't be mad at nobody. Oh, uh, uh, no, I can't hate nobody. You hate somebody, you're not going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You can say what you want to say. You ain't filled. God don't work through hate. He loved the world. He knew it was broke before he came. He knew it was broke when he left you here. Ain't nothing new. <laughs> Got quiet up in here. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. See, one of the, the things that happened with the early apostles that the Bible says that, 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 that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they were walking in joy and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. How many know that when you feel the Holy Spirit, there's joy in your life? Peace. Here's the fruit of the Spirit. Peace. That you are a tower of peace. Because you're walking in the Spirit. Peace. Kindness. Goodness faithfulness. See, these are the fruit of the Spirit. Gentleness. Are you gentle? Self-control. Are you wild and out of control? Or are you under the control of the Holy Spirit? Which is a whole different thing. Against such there is no law, and those who are, are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, watch this, let us walk in the Spirit. Now, so, so let's do a, a, a slight recap here. So we understand that God has, didn't just mean for us to get saved and just sit in his seat and wait till he comes back. We understand that there's a power available to you that will enable you to overcome whatever it is you're dealing with. Addiction. How many of you have ever asked the Holy Spirit to break addiction off your life? Holy Spirit, break this, because it's hard. I can't do it. I can't. You know, what, you know what God loves to hear? I can't. God loves that. What makes God happy when you say, I can't? Because some of us, God just has to bring us to that point where we just look stupid. And you know, God loves that. Because God loves to bring you to the end of yourself that he might show you his great power. And so what he does is 
He says, I have this power. So whatever it is, whether you have sickness in your body, power is there for healing. Whether you're bound, whether you're bound with fear, power is there. Well, I'm scared. What are you scared of? Ask for a filling of the Holy Ghost. What are you scared of? Well, you know what? I, I want to go preach the gospel to nations. But I can't speak their language. Ask the Holy Spirit to, to give you the gift of tongues. Not just a prayer language, but I'm talking about the gift of tongues. Where you can interpret, it, interpret languages. You can preach the gospel to the Chinese, and you just want to preach to people who are like you who can speak your language. How many know power? It's available to you. It's available to you. But you got to believe it. You got to receive it. He said, so listen, so look, I want to open up this one. Here's what I want to do. I don't know what your problem is. I don't know what your situation is. But if you're a Christian here this morning, and you've never received the filling of the Holy Spirit, or the baptism, or however you want to say it, because it all has to do with power. Maybe you've been trying to live this thing on your own, and you've been struggling, and you never heard it explained to me this way. So I, I didn't know that I had this on the inside of me. When the disciples, you remember I told you earlier when they prayed for boldness, they got scared? That they prayed and the Holy Spirit shook the room? It shook the room and they were filled with the Holy Ghost? There were other places when the disciples needed revelation, they needed understanding, and the Holy Spirit gave them? So you may be sitting here today, you may be saying, you may say, Pastor, I want to fill in the Holy Spirit. What do you want to fill in the Holy Spirit? Well, you know what? I want to be, I want to be broken away from bondage. I need to get free. I need to get free from lust. I need to get free from porn. I need to get free from drugs. In fact, Lord, I want the gift of speaking in tongues. In fact, Lord, I want the gift of healing. In fact, I want the gift, I want a, I want a gift of, of, of prophecy where I can speak, where God can show me and reveal things to me so that I can minister to other people. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit to receive the fullness of what God has for me. You, I don't know, you put it where you are. Where, where are you? What do you want from God? 